Podcast me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson. Don Fry is coming today. Uh, nice. So he actually went to the fights. So I'm, I'm excited to hear because I got a lot of uh, people hit me up, said, yo, Don Fry's here. He's wearing his Trump hat. Uh, he's with all the all the fighters. So yeah, I, I love the way he was like, not one negative comment. Like anyone is going to tell Don Fry they disagree with him. Yeah, on anything. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, who's going to be like, oh, fuck your head, dude. Like, he's going to, it's Don Fry. Number one, it's disrespectful. And number two, he could kill you. Yeah, yeah. And he would love it, too. Yeah. He's he, he, a guy like, uh, so he, he, I mean, the guy came out of the womb with a mustache. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, so, Chew then, it on nails. <laughs> waiting for McCorkle as well. Uh, so I had a show in San Diego on Saturday. And... I've been taking my daughter to ballet, but she's only been to like three or four classes, right? right. And this, and this is this. So I get to the recital. So my daughter doesn't know what a, a a recital is, right? She doesn't know what a recital is, right? So of course, and I'm like, this is a bad idea. I, I just know she doesn't want to do it. We're, I'm like, we're pushing her into it. Like, the grandparents came up. The grand, I'm like, but I don't. I, I I'm not gonna be there. So cut to me driving to San Diego. I get a phone call. Violet doesn't want to do it. She's taking off her clothes, at the place, <laughs> she's screaming. She's running around. She's like, "I want to go home." So I'm like, "Okay, just just take her home." You know, like it's no big deal. So then that was, and then cut to like, you know, it wasn't a big deal, but it just wasn't. It was a lot of people there. It was only like three kids in the recital. It wasn't like, right. although I wish they would give us our money back because I kind of got pressured into putting her into it. But it kind of reminded me a little bit of like. When, when my stepmom, I, when I was three years old, all of a sudden, my dad was like, this is your new mom, and, and brought in my stepmom. And my mom just like, and then I had joint, we had, they had joint custody, and then I didn't see my mom again after that for very long, right? So yeah. I was very angry because I like loved my mother. It was my mother, you know? And then all of a sudden, like the stepmom became like the, the evil woman that took away my mom. I didn't really understand it. I was three. Anyway, at the wedding, I was the ring boy. And I was walking down to like give her the ring, and I was so angry about the whole thing. I just threw the rings at her. Uh, oh my god! So they I had they kicked me out of the wedding when I was three. I had to go and like sit in the corner, kind of a thing. And it was a but. It, and I had a, had a, I had a complete meltdown because I didn't want to be the ring boy, and I was only three. Yeah. And I what was going on? But my but Bree said to me, you know, Adam, you know, because my stepmom never let me forget it. Like she always brought that up. Yeah, okay. I, I was like, and I always felt guilty about it. Very mature of her. Yeah, I was. And she said, you know, Adam, it wasn't a big deal. My step, you know, she's no longer with us. My stepmom, we kind of, you know, later on in life, we had a better relationship. But Bree said to me, you know, I don't know why your stepmom would keep bringing that up. It was just little kids have meltdowns. That's just what it is. Yeah. Just yeah. Happens, you know. Yeah. So anyway, 
Especially uh, knowing that you're, you know, what you're going through, you know, that she's just showing up and, you know, and you're losing your money. I mean, you know, that's really not, I mean, you know, listen, God rest your soul. Let's not talk, yeah. speak ill of the, those that have passed. So. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so let's well, talk about- sounds like she was a bitch. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about some fights that went on. Uh, because let's talk about so all fights. the fights that went on, man. Wow, what a weekend. Now, what sucks about uh, Don Fry and McCorkle being late right now is because we go over the fights and then they come late and then we have to re-go over the fight like like to begin and it's just like and I feel like I'm in on Groundhog Day. Speaking of which, here comes McCorkle. But I'm very happy and grateful to have these guys. So all right. Absolutely. Listen, exactly. They're a big part of the show and I get it. You know, um I was in Miami over the weekend yes. uh working for that that law group that just like basically pays me to party. And you know, it's such a weird thing. They're just like, they're crazy. They're insane people. A company loves you. Now, this you is the one, but this is the one that they had lost the one member of the group who died in the car accident. And they had all, you know, this was just barely a month ago. And they had all been to the memorials and the funeral and everything. And this is my first time seeing them since then. Wow. So I got my own little chance to memorialize uh, Vic Battaglia. And it was, you know, I mean... It was great. It was a great chance to, I'd written some jokes about him, you know, about how, cause like the guy, you know, I would say that he was, he was my hero. Cause like, he was like, we we're basically the same age, only he was in shape and had all his hair and was mysteriously rich. Like he would pick me up in a Bentley and I would be like, what do you do for a living? And he would just point out something right in front of us. Yeah. I'd be like, so what do you do for a living? Hey, look at that restaurant. You see that restaurant? They just reopened. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Totally. Don't now, want to know. Did they, now, do they hire you to perform or to party? Party mostly. I do perform for like maybe 15 minutes. I just get up and kind of roast them and make fun of everything that happened all day. And then that's about it. You know, like the first time I ever worked for him, I did a full show. Ever since then, it's never been more than 20 minutes. So funny. McCorkle, how are you? Mostly hanging out and partying. You there? Yeah. How, how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing all right. Hi, man. How you doing? You look like you're sweating. Is everything okay? Oh no, man! I just got a was working outside. I got a lot going on here um, on apparently my farm, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's talk about some of the fights that went on. All right, we'll start from the top. Okay, first of all, you know, Style Bender Israel versus Vittori. I, you know, somebody hit me up and said, "Hey, I think I'm going to put money on Vittori. He's a wrestler. He's the first was so close." I said, "Don't do that." These karate guys are so unpredictable that he's so, so quick. He's in his prime. He's so hot and cold in his fights. You never, you, you know, someone's that, a good one's going to show up, obviously a good version of Stylebender, but you don't know if he's going to be good or just amazing. And he lost the last fight because the guy had 30, 40 pounds on him. The guy didn't even lose yeah. weight. So I thought that Vittori was too emotional and he just had a terrible game plan which is to stand on the outside and try to strike with a guy who's the best striker in MMA, arguably one of them at least. Yeah, and, easily. And he was so relaxed. Tori was so hyped and like he started believing his own hype of I'm this maniac, I'm the, I'm the fucking angry guy. Yeah, he just wanted to knock his block off. He just wanted to rip his head off somehow and, and that never he was never going to get the chance. Thoughts, McCorkle? Uh, he seemed surprised he didn't win at the end, which made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> that I was, was funny. He really was like I don't know. I thought it was interesting. The stylebender chose to do something blatantly homoerotic at the uh, end of the fight. Also, when he smacked him on the button and grabbed it, 
Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know, man. I was, uh, as always, I lost a bunch of money on the fight because I figured Stylebender <laughs> would finish him. And then I was glad to hear afterwards Stylebender said, oh, no, I wanted to go all five rounds. Like, I wanted to prove I was better over a five-round fight. I was like, well, that's great. Maybe you should say that before the fight next time before people start weighing thousands of dollars on you finishing a guy that your plan is to play with him and just win a boring decision. So, uh, Don Fry, you were there. The same thing a bunch of times. John Jones always did that. Uh, Don yeah. Fry, you were there. What did you think of the fight? Uh, I was so disappointed in that damn fight. The whole card stunk. I tell you, I was fight, fighting to stay awake. That was the hardest fight. You know, um, it's just a miserable. Uh, it looked good on paper, but it was just everything was a shit fight. Now, did you think that um, Vittori got too emotional, was trying too hard, didn't really stick to a really good game plan, and also just stood on the outside and traded punches with a guy who's obviously a better striker? Well, whoever the fuck came up with the game plan should be fired. He's a complete idiot because, you know, he, he fought the same fight he fought last time where he lost. So, therefore, yeah. he lost again because he fought the same fucking fight, you know? And I grabbed I grabbed one of his friends after the fight and said, hey, you know, I'm John Fry. Um, I'll give you my number. You give me a call. I'll come over and teach that boy how to finish that takedown. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they take you up on it. And 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 what do they say when you offer this? Well, he said, "Yeah, he really does need it. He's well, you're damn right he does." Shit. I mean, he he was in there like what ten times, and he couldn't face the guy. Couldn't take him down. Yeah. Yeah. Now there was also the fight that was the most frustrating for me was the Nate Diaz fight because yeah. I was going ballistic. I was so hoping Nate would finish that because the whole time Nate's getting his ass kicked, he's getting beat up, but he's so fucking tough and he's being entertaining. And, but I'm like, Oh no, he's taking so many shots. Then with one minute left, he slaps yeah. him and lands with a left. It was unbelievable. And then pointed. Like, yeah. Then he I, stopped to admire his work. And I'm like, no, stop pointing. And man, I almost feel like Nate Diaz fight should not have any rounds. It's just keep going. It's just keep going until somebody just can't move. Because I feel like he would win every single fight, except for maybe the Josh Thompson fight, where he was like knocked out, where uh, or knocked down pretty hard and stopped. If he just keeps going, because you're not going to out tough Nate Diaz. Don, what do you think about that fight? Oh, no, uh, I'm with you. Man. I love watching Nate and Nick's fight, and it just frustrated the hell out of me. Yeah, when when he threw that punch, I'm like, why didn't you do that? You know, uh, first couple of rounds, you know, <laughs> yeah. crying with me. Sean, I was yeah. really disappointed. He didn't. I was disappointed he didn't finish at the end, man. When he had him hurt, like I'm all for if you want to point at him for a second, that's fine. But it's like he thought he was going to land a follow up punch to knock him out and take all the time in the world to do it, and he didn't have much time. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed he didn't finish, man. I thought uh, I thought he would get it. Now, now they're saying that um, no, Edwards is saying he should fight Usman next. You know, if he hadn't lost that last minute of that fight, he'd have a much better argument. But I think it should be Colby versus Usman next, and then Leon should get the winner. Uh, I don't know about that. I think Edwards does deserve it after this win. I mean, he won for you know all of five rounds minus a minute, and he got caught. Anyone could get caught, but he dominated him. 
for the other four and five sixths of the fight. I mean, you can't say that he didn't. And and that was the thing, though. If he hadn't looked at him and been like, ha ha, if he hadn't admired his own work, and that's why you wonder, like, the Diaz brothers, they don't even fight to win or lose. Like, they don't care about records. They just love to fight. And to him, I think he thinks he won because he didn't, even though he did knock him out, the fact that he could have, I think he walks out of there still thinking, I beat that motherfucker. Everybody saw it. They all know who really won. And I think for them, that's good enough. Dude, when I, I was in a fight one time, and it was, it was the Wonder, Wonder Boy Woodley 2. It was a terrible what? fight. And behind me, I kept hearing some guy going, fight, you fucking pussies. You guys fucking suck. And normally, you like, <laughs> normally someone says, like, okay, yeah, I'd like to see you get in there. I look back, it's Nick Diaz saying this, right? <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, Nate. And then Nate goes, make a fucking joke about these assholes, right? Uh, so I was like, Nate, um, have you ever had a fight where you couldn't get it started? And he goes, yeah, once in the fifth grade. This fucking kid hit me, and uh, and he gave me the whole like six minute analysis of, of his fifth grade fight, <laughs> but like, but he didn't think that like that wasn't like he considers that one of the fights too. Like I think he thinks all these fights are the same. That's right, exactly. They they really are, and he's fine with a moral victory. He's fine with walking away, going, no, no, no I had him knocked out. I didn't finish him. I enjoyed it too much, laughing at him. Oh man! Now Jake Paul says he wants Nate Diaz. Oh, just stop! Oh my god! <laughs> After all this fine, critical, actual fine analysis, you bring one of these jackholes into the conversation. He said Jake Paul said he wants to fight Nate Diaz after he knocks out Woodley. Uh, but Nate Diaz is another guy who's one fifty-five who fights that. He's one seventy. He fights that. But Jake Paul walking out of two hundred and ten pounds. Um, at the same time, I think that Nate Diaz would win this fight because he's he's actually a better boxer. But I I don't know, McCorkle, what do you think, Jake Paul or Nate Diaz in a boxing? Uh, it wouldn't even be close, man. Uh, the Diaz brothers uh, spar with Andre Ward, and Andre Ward has always said that he they give them all, you know, all he can handle. That fight would be, uh, yeah, it would be a joke. Like uh, he would get pieced up pretty quick, and he's for sure not finishing either of them. Um, you know, if if guys in the UFC can't finish him using fists, elbows, knees, wrestling, everything, you're not going to finish him when you're Jake Paul. So, uh, Don Fly, who wins, Jake Paul or Nate Diaz at a boxing match? Uh, my boy Nate. Nate. Nate will do it. But the thing is, uh, well, you disqualified because Nick will jump the ropes and go in there. And the <laughs> I would love to see the Diaz brothers versus the Paul brothers in, in like a two on oh, yeah. tag team just, boxing. That would be amazing. Totally. Just, it, just a free for all, a four man free for all. Right? How cool would that be? Honestly, someone should like make that happen. Honestly, that I would pay to see. Yeah, yeah. The Diaz <laughs> <laughs> and if they threw in like a little person and like <laughs> maybe some chickens, you know, like what is the what does Cejudo have to do with this? Um, now, uh, I was happy for Morano, by the way, Brandon Moreno, who uh, by the way who came to my show, came to my taping with like. 19 of his training partners, all from Tijuana, and his coaches. And I was making jokes about it. I'm like, you guys all come in the same car. And then they were, they were all just, like, being fucking hilarious and nice people and yada, yada. Super cool. Uh, he looked, then they robbed you afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they robbed me. They got my wife pregnant. It was a whole thing. Uh, yeah. So, but, 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 but yeah, um, happy for that guy. Because that guy was out of the UFC three fights ago. I mean, he came in. I tried off the ultimate fighter was the last pick and then won a couple fights then got cut then he came back on a short notice fight and I, I remember giving him advice from the stage 
I'm like, okay, you got a big fight coming up. All right, don't get in the guy. And he was listening. His coaches were like, listen, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, super happy for him. I mean, just fucking happy for that dude. Uh, Greg, you being, you know, half Mexican. Is this, uh, is this I'm all Mexican. The last fight by adoption. Listen, I said he was going to win this fight. In fact, I picked four out of the five fights. And the only one I got wrong, when I saw the Bear Jew come out, I was like, I need to change my fucking pick on that guy. I mean, I've never actually seen the Eye of the Tiger until I saw him come out of the group. But uh, Jesus Christ, Moreno, I knew it, man. I knew he was going to find a way. And I thought for a while Figueiredo was kind of a hype machine. You know what I mean? I never felt like he was as good as, as uh, everyone else said he was. And I think Moreno exposed. It was, that was another great fight. I don't know which fights you saw, Don. I thought this was an incredible uh, set of fights. Really? That's a, I'll give you the one we're talking about right now from Moreno. But, that's that was, but the other one, the bear juice right. snapped the guy's arm off. And then they made him fucking wiggle it around while they raised the other guy's hand. I mean, come on. That was crazy. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Because it'd be one thing if that happened by accident. But he set that submission up. Yeah. He had an overhook and then pulled guard with the arm. And did that, I've never seen that submission before. Uh, well, it looked like before. he mercilessly snapped it. I think most guys try and force the tap like I could, I could. But he, without a second thought, fucking a snap. I've never seen anybody that ruthlessly snap an arm like that. Don, you're a judo guy. Is that a common judo move? You know, I don't even remember the move, buddy. I don't remember the, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, like I, getting a blowjob in the bathroom during that one, Don? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> your head. Sorry, I get you hit your head against the sink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McCorkle, did you ever see that yeah. before? Uh, no, I, actually, several things. One, I was glad Figueredo waited till I bet on him ten different parlays to not show up to fight. That was good because I won every other fight except his on my parlays. Um, the arm being broken thing, man. I kept thinking, like, all I could think about was the movie The Fugitive. Um, like beating a one-armed man like that because his arm yeah. really was just, I mean, disabled. It was ridiculous uh, flopping around. You know, I was thinking earlier, uh, not to bring it back to the Paul brothers, Craig's favorite, but, um, yeah. you know, he was going to fight Michael Bisping recently. I started him talking shit. And at the time, I was like, this must be what uh, John McCain had in mind when he was talking about human cockfight. So, um, <laughs> yeah, those two going at it. So, um, thank, you. thank you very much. Uh, yeah, he would probably want to fight Bisping. He went from a guy with uh, Askram with no hands to a guy with one eye. So he yeah. Actually, um, but the thing about this is, man, this shows you why refs need to train. Because if a ref, a ref who knows jujitsu would have known that the guy's arm was out of his fucking socket and, and was like flailing around. I don't think you needed to know jujitsu. <laughs> you needed. You simply needed vision. Anybody who could see their hand in front of their face could see that guy's arm was snapped. And then he waited and flopping. And here's the other thing. That dummy, he's trying to tell him, look at my arm flopping around instead of tapping. Just fucking tap. He can't tap because he's got no arm. The other arm can fucking tap. The other, that's the one that he's looking at him going, look, it's flopping up and down. It's like, quit pointing at it. Fucking tap. I thought the bear. You know, apparently that, uh, apparently that ref is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I heard that at the post-fight press conference. He, uh, yeah, I don't know who he got his black belt from. Probably from someone in the WWE, the way he refs. But um, yeah, they said he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and even then he didn't know that his arm was broken. That's really interesting. Yeah, I got it from, he got it from Nick Newell. Uh, but I honestly think that yeah. I was waiting for the guy to take off the arm and to start beating the ref with it. Because at that point, it was insane. 
it, it was it was remarkable. I've never seen. I was freaking out. Like I was like, "Bucket, get an arm, get an air cast, get an air." I was like, "Where are the medics in the UFC?" And then they just <laughs> left him in the ring, made him stand around holding it for a while. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this requires some kind of assistance. Like, get this dude. Can we at least get him popsicle stick splint? Like something. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that was actually that and the Weidman and the Anderson Silva leg. Were yeah, probably the three most gruesome. Things. Oh, this guy! And then, there was a guy who got his finger t- t- torn off. Oh, right, right. The fingertip. The, yeah, I remember that. The, the whole finger came off. Right, but that was like in an unknown fight in the you know in an unknown league. Like, he probably had it taped on, and they're like, "Fuck it, just get in there." <laughs> uh, uh, Don, I, I love you, man. I'm so happy you're here. But is there any way we can not get reverb on your? Because like I'm seeing, I'm, I'm like muting you now. It's like, oh, it sounds boy. fine, right? This never but, goes well. Uh, Don, I'm going to try to unmute you. Uh, all right, is this better? Don, are you, are you here? Hello? He muted himself again. He muted himself. <laughs> Fuck, I love Don, man. He's, such, he's a national treasure. He's, he really he's, is. He's one of the greats of all time. And I, we love having on the show. Well, gosh, I wish he lived in a closer the city. There yeah, he is. I hear you now. So, okay, this is much better. So, yeah. Don, when you, when you wore your Trump hat to the fight, because everyone kept texting me saying, Don, try has here, he has Trump hat. Did anybody say anything to you? Yeah, everybody. They loved it. Everybody. Black, <laughs> white, brown, yellow, red. Everybody loved it, man. And they were doing awesome, you know. And I said, right there, it tells you, you know, that the fucking election was stolen, you know. I mean, just right. Everybody loved it. Now, who did you, who did you go to the fights with? Uh, Tony, Tony Martinez, he's, uh, my camera guy and editor on my, on the podcast. Got it. Did you say hi to Dana and all the fighters? No, no, I I never got, never got close enough to Dana to say hi, you know, um, I said hi to Casey, you know, I talked with him and his dad about getting him on the podcast. So nice. that's a go. You know, a couple other guys, you know, they're interested. Were any females flirting with you? Or any female fighters come up to you and be like, oh, I'm looking for a crush on you? No, no, because I wasn't, I wasn't out there farting around, running around. I was just sitting in my chair, you know, and <laughs> behaving myself, trying to, try to watch the fight for that professional. Oh, wow. All right, good. I, look at you. I, I heard a couple of girls were trying to blow him, and he was like, get in line behind Greg in the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I was there to do coke. Yes. <laughs> if I did it off Don's dick, well, that's just what I used. I mean, right. that's just the, uh, the surface. That was, that was the cleanest surface available. So, uh, a fight that, that was very close was Lauren Murphy versus Joanne Calderwood. Uh, that fight, Lauren Murphy, you know, I, I always talk about this girl and how impressed by her as a, as a person, as a friend. You know, she came from fucking nothing i mean had no athletic background and was on heroin and uh, you know father died as a pilot and she's kind of lost all her money and then now look at how great she's doing she's also fucking jacked i mean she she looked just physically just i remember one time i hooked up with a girl who was a fighter greg and uh the girl was giving me a bj and her arms were so ripped that i was like admiring her arms like while i'm like wow damn i wish i had arms like that like <laughs> i'm like this is how it was no, 
So you're a little gay. You're a little gay. I was like, this is how totally gay, but I mean, you're a little gay. I go, this is how it would look if I jerked off and I had arms like this. No, it was, it was like, no, because they had like extra grip strength. And then when the and girl, then, was, and then when she whipped her dick out, I was like, that's a nice big dick. I mean, <laughs> I wish I had a dick. I was the one wish I had a dick that big. I, like, I may be a little gay, but, but you the one who said you'd sleep with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's Olympian ass. I heard when that was going on. When that was going on, Adam was like, "Man, this must be how uh, Rogan feels with Shab, minus muscular arms." <laughs> that's one. You know, someone <laughs> out there on Twitter. Let's talk about the Twitterverse for one second. First of all, someone out there on Twitter's keeping an overall total count, and I think we're at seventy-seven right now. Right. And, they're, and they're waiting to get to the big one hundred. Numbers are going up, by the way. A number of podcasts going up. And Our then the up. other thing. The other thing is these fucking cocksuckers i when i go one and five on the main card picks oh they got so much to say oh great what do you even have a show you're so stupid but then i go five and one and i don't hear a fucking thing you guys are such hypocrites come on show me some love. have you ever gone five and one yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever gone five and one i haven't yes yes i have He's also five foot one. Yeah, I was so, gonna um, say every day when I look in the mirror. Uh, uh, now, um, permanently banned from Twitter. I would know about what. Uh, yeah, why are about. you? Why are you banned from Twitter? Apparently, you can't say racist stuff about white people, even if you're white, because, like, I started, I started saying like there was this black lady on there. I don't know what color she was, but there was a black lady on there who was saying the most racist things about white people ever. So I started quoting her tweets and then saying the same thing about black people but replacing white with black. And then I kept getting suspended. And I was like, well, why can she say it? But I can't say it about, you know what I mean? Black, she's about white people. So then I just started copying her tweets word for word and saying it about white people. And even a white man can't be racist against a white man anymore without getting banned. Like Sean, I was saying, kill Whitey and stuff like that. And they banned me permanently. Sean, so. do you ever think like, maybe this is a, kind of a waste of time? Uh, well, <laughs> depends on how much time you have on your hands, unfortunately. <laughs> when, or you, you I'm kind of like a guy in prison. Like when you have nothing but time, uh, you come up with some bad ideas. Okay. Could they stop you from creating like just a, a, a what is it, a spoof account? Uh, probably not, but I'd have to do it with a different email address, which would be a whole nother thing. And then I'd have to remember the password, which would be an extra headache. Um, but no, um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I like literally my account had zero followers. I was like, that's weird. And so I tried to tweet something with zero followers. Like the, I always called Jack a traitor to the guy that owns Twitter because he is. Um, so I, that's probably really what it was about is I kept like tweeting him and saying what a traitor he was in this country and all that. And uh, yeah, so I'm permanently uh, off. So my TikTok account is always like, they're always taking my videos down. Cause I put like the hecker videos. So some girl was like, that's a dad joke. And I'm like, Oh, well I'll do a, a horror joke for you. Right. And then that they said bullying hate speech i'm like i'm right. on stage telling jokes and someone's heckling me and i'm giving it back to them and that's bullying i'm like man we we really gotta like start defining what fucking bullying is and it seems like they really are going out of their way to because i'm hearing this a lot from other comedians and it seems like they're going out of their way to censor comedians right now well i'm like the one thing this is a comedy show it's a stand and it used to be you could appeal it i would appeal it like this is a stand-up comedy show Everyone was laughing. She was laughing. I took a picture with her after the show. It's all good. But now you can't appeal it. Once they say hate speech or whatever, you, it's, it's done. done. Well, if there's anything I know about communist countries, when you appeal something, they really listen. 
uh, like trying to a TikTok. They're like, let's let's think about it from this guy's point of view. Like, probably not. All right, so back to some fights. Penny Kanzan versus Alexis Davis. Very close fight. Uh, I was happy for Penny because here's a girl during COVID that was working as like an EMT and going around helping people. And she's from Sweden and she's a really, really nice person. But so is Alexis Davis, a uh, single mom, hot, fun, uh, cool. Close fight. Couldn't wait away. What do you think of that fight, Don? Did you watch that fight? I don't remember it, Burner. Which fight was it? Uh, the first female fight. Oh, shit. On the main card? or No, what? no, the undercard. Uh, early prelims. Yeah, early prelims. I didn't, I didn't, see, I didn't see the prelim. But it, Got it. Got I got it. there. No, it's all good. I'll tell you who I was impressed with the most. Out of all the fighters, this guy, Mazvar Evalov. Because this dude, Hakeem, that he beat, they were touting Hakeem as the next big thing. Like, Canada was like, this is our chance of getting a champion. Right. He beat him, like, 30-27. Like, Canada. This dude just like, <laughs> Canada. Yes, no, Canada's known for churning out that one good fighter. <laughs> no, they got GSP. GSP, that's the one good fighter. He's their one good fighter. I will dawn on this. Ken? No, fuck that. Rory McDonald. Rory's not Canadian. Yes, he is. Is he? I thought yeah. he was like Irish or, or no, British. No, no, Rory's Canadian. No wonder he's sucking ass down in PFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he's, he's undefeated in PFL. Yeah, but uh, he got fucking kicked down in PFL. You're not making your – you're making my point. You're making Don's yeah. point. You're making your well, point. he was in Bellator and, like, beat everyone. Yeah, he got blown out of Bellator after he got downgraded from UFC. Fuck Rory McDonald. Get All right, Rory McDonald, Patrick Cote, who was a good fighter. Uh, who else was from Canada? Uh – um, You're Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett Why the oh, fuck are you defending Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Julia Budd is a good fighter. Julia uh, Budd! Oh, You're why, out why? of bullets! Yeah, uh, why are you defending Canada? I like Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like Canadians too, but they're not a hotbed of incredible fighters. Okay? Yeah, there's, some, there's some good fighters from Canada. Uh, there are a lot more the Mountie, Albuquerque than in all of Canada. All right, uh, Eric Eric Anders dug deep. My man, Eric An against Darren, the dentist, Stewart. Uh, but I'll tell you Another what, Canadian. this guy, um, Terrence McKinney, who knocked the guy out in seven seconds. John, you said that was always your biggest fear, getting knocked yes. out in seven seconds. Yes. And was it because the embarrassment or the whole training camp or no, you can't take the first punch? Like, What about it was the seven-second knockout that your biggest fear? Uh, the, my biggest thing was, one, the embarrassment, uh, two, all that work to not even get a chance just to get caught with something. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, uh, I think it all goes back to you don't want to feel like Brendan Schaub on the comedy stage. Um, but, no, it's uh, – <laughs> That's uh, too. Being, like, uh, being that no, it, you'll be that I, asterisk I, on the record sheet, you know. <laughs> yeah, being the asterisk. I yeah, lived like in perpetual that girl fear that's also of the one-punch knockout, man. I really did. Like, I, I always thought, like, God, when I go out, at least let me make it through the first couple of minutes. So. Well, I mean, this dude, uh, Terrence McKinney, I mean, the guy's fought four times, like, this year. All finishes under a minute. Um, we don't really know how about his ground game because I, he lost a couple fights uh, on the ground. He lost, I think, Derek Minner on the ground. But he's also a southpaw, and I think a lot of guys like, have trouble – adjusting right away to a southpaw, you know? Um, but see, if you know you're fighting a southpaw, then, then what, what yeah, is... Yeah, do it in camp. 
you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. Exactly. Take care of that in camp. That way yeah. you don't have fucking act surprise. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what do you mean? He's standing in the opposite direction of the whole way I train. And you know who I fucking yeah. love? I love, because I said he, uh, I, I actually wrote a joke about him. I said um, he, he, he prepared for his fight by abstaining for sex for 21 years. Yeah, Chase yeah. Hooper, and he and Chase Hooper responded by just so you know, uh, that's really good for your testosterone. You're only a whole scientific thing, like, <laughs> even even better. Man, Chase Hooper, I love the guy, but you can't expect to get the shit beaten out of you for two rounds and then catch him with a submission in the third. That's not gonna work. It's just like that can't be good for your mental health. Um, he said he was gonna go to Thailand. But instead, he went to Wonder Boys thing. I think Thailand would be great for him because yeah, he finally loses virginity. <laughs> yeah, like a lot, like a lot, a lot. He's gonna talk about. He's gonna come back a black belt for sure. In fucking, I think he's fucking. I'm pretty sure he's getting married. Uh, but not if he goes to Thailand. <laughs> man, it just you know that's the problem. It seems like with some of these kids, they get so good at jujitsu. And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't, they don't even want to be fighters, it seems like, in the beginning. And then they hit, like, 2021. 20, like, you know, I, I, I can do this. But then they have so much to catch up. And it's just, uh, it's hard, especially for, for, the, for that kid. Uh, right, Don? <laughs> for the fat kid? Is all no, no, said. no, for that kid. For that I kid. heard fat kid, too, though, Don. Thank you. Yeah, for a fat kid, too, though. <laughs> There's three yeah, talking about shop. Feel them, boom. All right. Okay, yeah, you well. got to learn them all. You can't, you can't pick one style anymore. It's, it's not worth, you know, it doesn't work. And the thing is, um, I think jujitsu is is an efficient fighting style as much as taekwondo. So, um, you know, it, it puts you way back there at the end of the line. Didn't you originally think, say, I, I think it was one time, didn't you say Kenpo was the one that you thought was the most the most dangerous? No, he said karate. He said karate's the dumbest, he said. Karate's the no. worst, he said. But now he's saying jujitsu's not that great either. Really, Don? One time, one time, Don, you said one of these was like, if you had to pick one that you thought was the most dangerous, and I swear I thought you said Kenpo because it surprised the fuck out of me. No, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Muay Thai, Muay Thai. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, Taekwondo is the least effective, and just like uh, jujitsu, you know, I mean, it's more of a of a wait wait and catch them style, you know, or a point fight style, and it, it's not uh, a true combat um, fighting style, you know. Yeah. It's a sport. It's not. It's not a fight. It's a sport. I'm gonna disagree with that because I I think that a lot of guys went really far on jujitsu, um, and yeah, they went far and then they hit the fucking wall because they get punched in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna I'm gonna refer to the legendary Don Fry. I, I hear you. I understand. I, I I hear you. It just does seem like I, you're right. You do need all of them. You're absolutely right. I don't know. If it's, it's hey, can we throw a little love at this Brad Riddell guy? Because Drew Dober, you know, every time he gets to the ring, the guy looks like a beast, a monster. You know, and I'll tell you what Drew doesn't use enough is his kicks. He's got legs like fucking tree trunks, and he barely uses them. But that Brad Riddell guy was tough, and he beat him up pretty good. I mean, yeah. he won all three rounds to me very decisively. Uh, yeah, he did that. He absolutely did. I mean, Drew Dober's uh, had a tough one. He fought Islam the last time. Now they're just giving him fucking killers. 
Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to watch. Uh, now, the Lamar Odom-Aaron Carter fight. Did you guys watch this? No. No. All Thank right. you. Don and I proudly say no. I'll tell no. you what happened. So what happened was, <laughs> I, I sent you guys the link. So at, first of all, the whole event was hilarious. Because on the undercard, they had Wide Neck. You know who Wide Neck is? Yeah, he's a guy oh. whose neck is like wider than most people's cars. He's, he's a black gentleman who got arrested that has a really wide neck and, and his mugshot. So then he became known as yeah. Wide Neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw that picture. <laughs> so then he became famous. He's got like a million followers. He has a rap album. Uh, he's he's wide neck. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> There's another guy named Long Neck who has like a long neck that sort of is in the same camp. So wide neck boxed on the undercard. He got he got the shit beaten out of him. Um, he actually the other guy took off his headgear and still beat him up. Uh, <laughs> He didn't have very good head movement, as you would suggest. Uh, couldn't really bob and weave, but he'll get him next time. No, but the thing about Wide Neck is, so that was in a card. Then it was Tim Witherspoon, who's got to be 70 years old. <laughs> I mean, I think he, his son is old. Jazz Witherspoon. Tim Witherspoon, wait a minute. Wasn't he Venus Flytrap on WKRP in Cincinnati? Was that who we're talking <laughs> That's way back. <laughs> That's unfair. The fuck is Witherspoon was a good boxer back like in the 80s. So he's like 63 years old. That was Venus Flytrap, I'll have you now. So Tim, Tim fought with his shirt on. Like, that's when you know a guy shouldn't be boxing when they're wearing a T-shirt, like a, like a chubby kid in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. so like then I would. Fought, then it was like Peter Guns versus someone else, and well, again, a loving hip-hop guy. Uh, but then for the, for the thing, so Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter come. They go to touch gloves. But Lamar Odom's so tall that he, he like, almost knocks him over when touching gloves because he misses the touch gloves because he just, like, they, like <laughs> – Oh, my God. At him. Then Aaron Carter comes out bombing on him. Like, he threw five punches in a row. You think he was stunned, McCorkle? Yeah, I think uh, – well, first off, let me say, uh, whenever I think of Chase Hooper, I think of testosterone. Uh, I want to say that earlier. Uh, secondly, <laughs> no, Aaron Carter, that was the only time I've ever seen, like, uh, when you say a guy fights like a crackhead, it was a crackhead fighting like a crackhead. Like, he came out <laughs> – dude, he came out swinging for the fences, and for a crackhead, he didn't look like boy band guy. He didn't look bad. Like, he landed four or five shots, and I think Lamar Odom was so shocked that he was getting hit. I don't know if he got hurt, but you could tell he couldn't believe, like, this kid is piecing me up. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't expect – he didn't expect it. It just goes to show drugs are amazing, man. Performance enhancing or otherwise. And, but uh, okay. if they were anywhere near the same size, Aaron Carter would win that fight. But then Lamar pushed him down. And then Lamar knocked him down with a jab. And then in the second round, Aaron started doing these like spinning techniques where he was doing like, like just kind of like ice skating moves of just spinning right. around. And then finally he got hit in the body and he just gave up. Uh, but Aaron Carter said he was a six degree black belt in Muay Thai. Uh, as well as a second-degree black belt in jiu-jitsu. But I guess they don't even have black belts in Muay Thai or any belt. Right. So uh, he, he's, he's, the guy's obviously a pretty big uh, big liar. Uh, did anyone watch Bellator? You think so. You think so. That's weird. Most crackheads aren't liars. They're usually known for being honest. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They listen. When they say they're going to build you a deck. He also literally yeah, said that, he's gonna, that he beat Shaq. They're going to steal your bicycle. He said he beat Shaq one-on-one back in the day. I'm not kidding. Right. And that he used to sell ecstasy in Miami. I think the guy's got some serious problems. I do believe that. 
I was going to say, at least one of those is true. And the other one occurred while he was on the first one. <laughs> uh, and, and Bellator, you guys watch Bellator Friday night? No. A little bit. So, so Amasab, this guy is 25-0. and 0. It just shows you why you need wrestling, because he took down Lima and just took him down the whole five rounds. He made Lima look like an amateur as far as defending takedowns. Lima's a good fighter. Uh, and then Jason Jackson beat Paul Daly, the same thing. If you can't defend the pay, a takedown, you're going to lose. And that's what happened in both these fights. Um, Aaron Pico is going to be a problem. He is finally – think about Greg Jackson's camp. If certain guys click with them, and when they click, they really click. Uh, and he's one of those – and Nick Newell lost, which uh, – it was a pretty close fight. I was pretty pissed about that. I told my buddy, like, my friend with one arm lost his fight. And, and the, the, my buddy goes – Oh, you know, he goes, you know, you know, uh, don't say. I'm like, yeah, that's I'm like, come on. I know it sounds a lot worse because like, he's actually a really good fighter. Um, anyone watch the PFL? I watched Bubba's fight and the LaFame guy fight. Okay. So two of them. We'll talk about Bubba's fight. Bubba Jenkins looked great for two rounds, but got for two tired. rounds. For two rounds. He's kind of in the third round, he looked tired. So uh, tired. No, he gassed hard, and then his neck was just hanging out there. Like, every time he tried to, to crowd that guy, his neck, he almost got choked out three different times. I was like, get your neck out of there, you motherfucker. I was like, dance around, run, get away. Like, I just wanted to – he really got kind of lucky he survived that third round. And I'm kind of – look, I love Bubba, and I'm a little concerned about him because the last couple of nights he's been live streaming on Instagram from the club. He's dancing. He's going out. He seems like he's partying. Yeah. But, dude, he's got a million dollars. He could potentially win pretty soon. He's got yeah, – Yeah, but, I mean, it's the – I mean, he – that fight is in for, what, a, another three weeks, four weeks? At least one, two, he did win, and you know Bubba's going to go out there and he's not going to – he's going to soak it up. He's going to get his – he's going to get the, the fruits of his labors. And uh, so I, I don't know. I'm not that mad at him. Now, he's still doing this in another week. Then I think maybe, you well, know. Well, he's fighting that guy, Laflon, whatever his neck is. Lafayne or whatever, that yeah. guy who beat Tyler Diamond, one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. A great fight. That Tyler Diamond kid was tough. But yeah. that guy, Lafayne, is, he's fucking, he's great. So I don't know. I, I, and then uh, Chris Wade, he, he got a knockout. He looked really, really good. OAM, who hadn't fought in two years, beat Marcin Held. Got some good stuff. But. People got, mad, people got mad at me here. And back, please, I don't know if you want to back me up, whatever. So Clarissa Shields, everyone's hyping this girl up. The best boxer ever for female. Best female boxer. They call her the, uh, the greatest women fighter of all time, the quote, right? So she goes out there against a girl who was, who was three and six. The girl was three and six who had got knocked out the last two fights. This girl takes her down and for two rounds is beating up Clarissa Shields, and almost, almost beating the quote, almost submitted her, almost like Clarissa Shields is tough. So then I tweet out, this is why Mayweather will not do MMA. And I'm just saying, and I think it's because then she comes back, and in the third round, the girl goes for uh, like a single leg and stays there because in jujitsu you, you don't get hurt. And Clarissa just starts teeing off on her, and they, they stop the fight. And everyone's like, oh, what were you saying? Oh, really? You want to finish that? I'm like, yeah, I still fucking back my comment because, and I, it's not against Carissa. I think she's fucking awesome. I get a lot of heart, got a huge upside. 
but it's hard when you have no background and you have to train and you have six months of BJJ training to go against a girl who's a brown belt on the ground who's been doing this for a long time. And it's just, it's a it's same thing with MMA guys thinking they can just take up boxing for three months and go up against a guy who's been boxing for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. Yeah, you could land the punch, you could land the knockout, but it's hard. Um, I don't know, but if Chris Shields, her first fight should have been a main event. I mean, when Holly Holm went to MMA, she fought in the LFA on the undercard. Henry Cejudo fought a bunch of guys that were not very good in the very beginning. You need those three, four, five fights. You, you put a, just because you're the greatest in one sport, they're putting them in the fucking main card, and it, it's, it's not easy. I give the girl credit, but it's not easy. Thoughts? Uh, Don Fry, thoughts? You guys, talk to me. No, you're absolutely correct. It takes a while to, to transition over. You know, and you're not going to do it in one fight. So, you, you know, you've got to have a manager um, who's smart enough to give you those easy fights and pad your record and uh, pad your your mental um, framework, you know, to make you think that you're actually good, you know. Because <laughs> if you go out there and you get your ass handed to you right away, well, shit, you're going to pack it up and go home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just think what you're saying. The money. girl was the girl she was fighting was two and six. Is that three what you're saying? Three, three and six. Three and six, and then that girl won <laughs> for two rounds. Yeah, I think that I think your your point is good. I feel like you are not go wrong. You are very much go right. Uh, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Yeah, she got she should not have been losing to a girl with that record for two rounds right. and then get lucky in the third that the girl just let, you know, let her tee off on her. I guarantee you a girl who's six and three wouldn't have let that happen. And then right. she would have lost that fucking fight. So people just love, they, you know, we get out there with our comments and our jokes and people are just waiting for us to be wrong. I like how Greg turned into Alex Jones just there for a second. <laughs> but um, I do disagree, Adam, with you some. I would think a woman uh, getting beat up would be exactly the reason that Floyd Mayweather would want to do MMA. Um, <laughs> to get in there and do that. But um, I think, uh, honestly, man, I think that fight uh, illustrates Don's point a little bit. Jiu-Jitsu is great when the other person doesn't know Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So, like, um, like Chase Hooper, like, no Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu is awesome. If they know enough to defend Jiu-Jitsu or – I was never that great jujitsu, but I was really hard to submit because I understood what they were doing. I may not have been that good at doing it myself, but I knew what they were going for. So it's not that hard to avoid getting submitted when you know what they're trying to do. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, if you're going to fight somebody worse than three and six, I don't know what's happening. I mean, that's the thing. And I, I understand it. Like, it's hard for people with high level, with high pedigrees to cross over um, right away. Like CM Punk? <laughs> yeah I mean, even like even brock lesnar they gave him that like asian dude that like break dances this first fight i forgot uh, who it was you know what i'm talking about that, that doesn't guy. really narrow it down but okay korean guy that break dances but like uh jabberwockies yeah they became one of the jabberwockies uh but even like you know kevin jackson like his fourth fight was against frank shamrock you know he was an olympic gold medal a medals wrestler but it's like when you get a guy who's like who, you don't even have to be great when you're uh, someone who has a specialist at one thing versus someone who's like great at four things or good at four things. Normally, the guy who's good at four things is going to win, and unless you're doing stuff that no one's seen before, like a Ryan Hall, who is just so hard to fight because he's going for like those rolling leg locks. Yeah, that. and you're just like, yeah. how do you find the guy that's going to do that in practice? 
You know, you know but, no, and that's, to that point, that is the one thing I really got to say about Bubba. When he was fighting in Bellator, he looked like a wrestler who still had so much to learn about standing and punching and everything else. Now he really does look a lot more like an MMA fighter. Well, Bubba's that guy also that you say, don't touch the stove, he touches the stove. You know, he, he's that guy that he's, he's not going to click with a lot of coaches. But when he clicks with that one coach, it's like he trusts Dewey Cooper. You could see that. You know, yeah. I mean, he's been to five different camps before. Not that he's not uncoachable, but he's so good. But it, sometimes it, it takes away, you know, he's so yeah. good at wrestling. It's like, but yeah, you're right. But I just think that Bubba, if I, I mean, he's got to get his cardio up because I want to see him win the million dollars. Yeah. I, I really do want to see him win the million dollars. Yeah, he gassed hard. <laughs> uh, all right. So the fight's coming up. PFL this week. Rory McDonald versus Glayson Tebow. Who's got to be like? You mean one of the Canadian greats, <laughs> the the Canadian quote, the Canadian quote. <laughs> uh, yes, Glazen Tebow versus Ray McDonald should be a good fight. I, I think Rory's gonna go through everybody in, in, in this tournament. I don't I don't see anyone beating Ray McDonald. Honestly, he's he's also at a training over at Sanford MMA, and he seems like a different fighter, even better than he was. He seemed like he was getting burned out for a while in the UFC. His heart wasn't into it. Then he went to Bellator, and he just, I don't know. I, I think that this is, uh, he's fucking crazy, too. You ever see that guy? Like, he's like a serial killer. He's just like, just has that. What is this? What is it, What was Rory McDonald? What were you saying? Yeah, so there's certain organizations that can take your love of the sport, um, you know, uh, or love of anything and strip it from you and make you sick of it, you know? To where you do need to step away uh, from something that if you go to a different organization, you may find that um, your, your desire to compete comes back, you know? And uh, Same goes for comedy, Don. You have no idea, man. Uh, there, there's, right. so much, there's so much inner bullshit going on with stand-up comedy where, like, certain management companies own certain clubs and they, and they produce certain specials. They put their same people on every time. And you keep going out for the same right. festivals and same this, and you don't get it. You don't know why. And you see other people that just keep getting booked. You're like, what the fuck? And the only thing I like about stand-up comedy, Greg, is stand-up comedy. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny you say that, though, Don. I mean, they really, I hope, it, really, people need to listen to that. Because that's, that's something we don't talk about a lot. But, I mean, and you see it a lot in the NFL, where guys love football until they get in the pros and get on a team that treats them like shit, and then the league treats them like shit. And there's no other league for NFL players to go to. There's no other football league. So they either get allow the league to fuck them, or they don't. You know? And, uh, I, you know, that's got to be harder. Yeah, I, I'm having trouble thinking of any comedian who's gotten uh, opportunities he didn't deserve. But um, <laughs> I also hope... <laughs> also was interested to hear that I didn't know that uh, Rory trained over at Sanford. I don't know if Grady and Lamont are still there, but um, it would be uh, interesting to watch him train with those two legends of the sport. You know what the great thing about that place is? You walk in the doors and hear, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> bam, 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 I don't bam, think bam, any of our audience is going to know what you guys are talking about, but I fucking like that. Even better. We're digging way deep. We're going way back. I, Greg's I, I, the one who started with the, 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 the W.K. <laughs> Yeah. Was it Taxi or Barney Miller? What were you using earlier <laughs> referring to? I can't remember. WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. WKRP in Cincinnati. Never mind. You mean they don't remember the great Lonnie Anderson? She was hot. Oh, oh man. Jeez, Lonnie was smoking. Lonnie. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think she was the first one to have a lot of major work done to her, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Some good work. Do you guys remember a movie called Stroker Ace? It was like the original NASCAR movie with Burt Reynolds. Dude, that was a fucking funny-ass movie from, I think, the very late 70s or early 80s. Go back and watch that Burt Reynolds classic, Stroker Ace. Hmm. Uh, all right. Lonnie Anderson looking super fine. So, okay. uh, <laughs> very contemporary with this episode. Uh, listen, I don't care. You know what? Fuck Twitter. Okay? Uh, I grew Emiliano, up with two right. television. All right. Also on the card, my man, Chris Camozzi, who I love that dude. He, um, he's a guy that when he got cut from the UFC, he said he wanted to join that like five-on-five fight league. Remember they were doing that for a while? It was like five-on-five just fighting. It was like yeah. versus Yeah, it was Russia, right? It was, yeah, it was in Russia. Russia. So he wanted to get five guys to just go and like join that join that organization. I can't think of a worse. I mean, imagine like what if all your guys lose and then you have five guys just beating you up? I mean, that just sounds like a, a terrible. Uh, by the way, um, and then Shoeface is fighting Vinny Magalish this week. Uh, Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Shoeface. I, I was wondering after we had wide neck, I was like, "What shoe Shoeface <laughs> got going on?" This is really MMA's come a long way, not in a good way, but a long way. Dude, my phone, my friend saw my phone. It was like text message from Mayhem Miller, Mayhem Uncle Creepy, Tall Steve, Toothless Tom. <laughs> <laughs> like what fucking. Weird. Weird. Like I run a shelter on the weekend. <laughs> um, and then Tom Lawler's fighting Jordan Young. Uh, that should be a good fight this week. Uh, and Curtis Millinder. Curtis Millinder might have the worst luck in the history of MMA. He goes into the PFL. His first fight's against Rory McDonald. His next fight is against Magomed Magomed Karimov, who hasn't lost since 2015. Uh, this you mean he had to go up against the Canadian quote? Yes. Followed. <laughs> By the discount uh, Kabir. That's crazy. <laughs> Magomed, Magomed Kabirov, yes. Uh, also, this week uh, in Triller news, um, oh Vitor Belfort is fighting a guy who goes by the real Tarzan. Um, have you seen this guy? <laughs> I've only seen the fake yeah. Tarzan. I, don't know. I was going to say no. I remember because he stormed the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> So if you look up the real Tarzan, he's a black guy that like loves animals, but he, he makes YouTube videos, him and all these exotic animals. But I guess Carol Baskin hates him. Uh, him and Carol Baskin have a big feud. Um, and then Didn't he, he fight in Bloodsport? The guy you're talking about? So he's, he's boxing the real Tarzan this week. Uh, Don, who do you think's winning? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how you say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, am, uh, eating, I, am, I am eating my fingernails in anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, does the real Tarzan get to bring a panther, or is it just him in a loincloth? <laughs> you think about it, it's the real Tarzan versus the very enhanced Vidor. So it's like it's kind of like it's the fake Vidor versus the real Tarzan. So, right, Vitor's son has a scholarship to University of Alabama for football in the ninth grade. He's a quarterback. He's like wow. nine times the size of every other kid. He's, he's in the ninth grade, and he got a scholarship to Alabama. Um, and they're waiting to see how he develops. They're like, he's ready, huh? Is that legal? Can they give ninth graders scholarships now in football? 
I think they can, but I also think they can revoke it too. So yeah, you got. I think you have to be of age, a certain age to sign, because I know they recruit seventh graders in basketball. Sometimes it's crazy, man. <laughs> like what? They yeah, do. like yeah. seventh they graders that, that were offered yeah. scholarships. Yeah, yeah. Know, they where, see they're gonna be they're gonna be something. They get them as early as they can now. I mean, where's the? I mean, they're gonna go to daycares now, and like, I mean, what, don't what, think they're not. Trust me, somewhere there's a daycare. They're like, you got to see this kid. <laughs> He's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> there was a kid, uh, it was actually Tyson, uh, Tyson Chandler, I think it was his name, played in the NBA for years. Yeah. He was being recruited in sixth and seventh grade because he was already like 6'9 and athletic, you know? Yeah. And like when he was, of course, he was 17 in the sixth grade, but um, You know, the same is really. true of Kevin Garnett. I think Kevin Garnett was recruited uh, in the like eighth, ninth grade. I, I found mean, that with like wrestling, it seemed like a lot of kids that were really good in sixth, seventh, eighth grade were not that good in high school. Because they were good because they were the only ones – they were, like, you know, the big fish in a small pond. But then other kids developed, and their athleticism was much better. And then they got – they beat them in high school because those kids were just getting by on, like, technique a lot of times or, you know, natural strength. But other kids caught up. And they also burned them out, too. Yeah. You know, the Dude, there was, a, there was a kid that went to my school. They called him – his name was James Dearman. They called him JT. He knocked out a teacher in sixth grade. He was way bigger than all of us. It doesn't matter what color he was, but he was black. Um, and he knocked his teacher out. And then I saw years later he got killed. And they said his age. They were like, oh, yeah, he was killed. He was 37. And I was like 31 at the time. I was like, wait a minute. So he was in my same grade in sixth grade, and he was 17 because he was six years older than me. And I was 11 in sixth grade. Yeah. So uh, some people call that retarded. Um, but, um, yeah, he was – no wonder he was so much bigger than everybody. He was, in, he was 17 in sixth grade. We had a couple kids in my high school that were not allowed to compete because they were 20. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad somebody made a rule. Like, but, but, but you can't just stay in high school and just keep winning. I mean, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> but well, but I went to a boarding school for like troubled kids. But 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 there were a lot of kids though. Now it's like a lot of kids. What they do now is uh, they take post grads. Like I wrestled a lot of. That was the thing about boarding school. You had a lot of post grads that were kids that were recruited from high school. Do one more year of high school because they got like you know, better Scott, they were better athletes, whatever. And then they right, but the grades sucked. You had the post grads and then they go to, then they go to college and they take a red shirt year. Right. So now by the time they're a freshman, they're like, they're like 21 or something. They're competing against eight, 17 year olds. 18 Listen, years. somebody's got to buy the team beer. <laughs> I think it's awesome that Adam went to a boarding school for troubled kids. Like what, like one of the kids, like, yeah, his parents were only worth $30 million. He had a really, he had it really rough coming up. Dude, that like was a, a troubled boarding school. Dude, there were so many kids at my school that like their parents were rich, but they just threw money at the kid, and the kid yeah. was awful. The kid was awful. The kid That's was a hard crazy. way to grow up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so glad my parents kept us poor. You think that? Right. <laughs> you think that? But that was the, one of the greatest things about what I learned as a kid is that no matter how much, uh, like you, you always want respect from your kid. That's what you always want your kid to love you and respect you. A lot of these parents were just awful. They were like cheating or they were, you know, alcoholics they were this, that. They were just awful parents. And their parents, the kids hated their parents. And that's the one, and like the whole world loved them because they were CEOs, whatever. The one kid that they wanted to love them didn't like them because they were awful parents. Whereas the flip side, as a coach, I see so many middle class or, uh, you know, parents that aren't doing that well or even, you know, poor parents, but they're with their kid all the time and they have the best relationship and the kid's awesome. And it's, money is like not the factor when it comes to a kid grow, turning out well. 
Um, that's what I've learned. I think we can all take a cue from Mr. Drummond. He had two kids that weren't even his that loved him, you know, and they grew up poor. And <laughs> he was a rich guy, so. I, I, just keep raised, away I was raised poor, and my parents were around all the time, but that just meant my father could hit me whenever he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The UFC this week, Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige. Zombie got shut out by Brian Ortega, who, by the way, of course, is now sleeping with uh, what's her name, like the hot Tracy Cortez, who's like I think the best looking. Her and Paige Van Zandt, I think, are the two hottest females. I was positive. Oh, Cortez, you were gonna say Dominic yes, Cruz. I love. <laughs> what you're positive? What you were going to say, Dominic Cruz, when you said who he was sleeping with? Oh no, no, he's sleeping with Tracy Cortez. And before that, he had Halle Berry, and I think he had like somebody. I mean, the dudes just went through a uh, like Demi Lovato. I think. I mean, he just. Like yeah, back when Luke Rockhold was with Debbie Lovato. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then I guess the word is like somebody spun on the internet that she kissed him and he fell down. Uh, so Dan uh, Ige versus uh, Zombie. Uh, were you that person? <laughs> I didn't think of that actually. I actually wish I would have. Um, but uh, so, but she, but she actually changed her her like thing now. She now she's a they. She's no. She's no. She's like non-binary. She's like a yeah. I think listen. I think she's legitimately a they though. Anybody with that many personalities is a they. And I said Luke said he knew, he knew it was gonna work out, but it wasn't work between him and they them. Um, so <laughs> so anyway, Dan Ige versus Korean Zombie. Uh, zombie lost to Ortega. Bad, but he's one of those dudes that just shows up sometimes. He just shows up sometimes. Um, so I think he's gonna beat Danny Gay. What do you guys think? <laughs> That's how All I right. feel about the fight. Uh, like, Alexi Olnik. Alexi Olnik. Listen, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Korean Zombie is one of those guys that I always think is gonna be great, and then he loses. And then Danny Gay is a guy that I think is he's pretty. He's on the come up. He's a guy who looks pretty fucking good. I would go with Ige. Any All right, I take it, yeah, I take it back. Ige's gonna win. All right, Alexi Olnik versus Spivak who's from Moldova, they call him the polar bear. Alexi Olnik is 43 years old. Yeah. He, the guy fights every week. But he looks like he's 60. He looks yeah, like, that's what uh, <laughs> It looks like he walks back to the, the locker room, turns around and then walks back. You know, like he's Wait. just, so. Alexi he looks like he went to school with me in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like somebody's dad, like they, don't, they grew up without a dad, but don't fuck with their granddad. If he shows up in school, you're in trouble. I think Spivak's going to win. Davey Grant, who's like a DJ, uh, is fighting Marlon Vera, who's coming off a loss to Aldo. Davey Grant's a good fighter, though, too. Uh, he's Brown, a DJ. Well, he's, he's ripe for a uh, Modelo commercial, then. <laughs> These guys, have they run out of heroes so fast? Have you seen the one where they're like, she left a career as a detective? To do drugs and be a DJ. Yeah, you like, got the fighting spirit. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the, not the definition of a hero. I'm pretty sure this is like someone that, you know, you're like, wait a minute, so you love public service and helping people's lives to do ecstasy and play be Okay, yeah, what a journey. What a, you're, you're a real hero, citizen. He was about to cure cancer, but now he plays beer pong all day. Exactly. <laughs> On YouTube for millions of followers. He's got the Modelo spirit. Like, I'm like, I'm like man, you guys, I, I feel like you're not doing your Mexican research over there at Modelo. He was an astrophysicist, and now he does bukkake in porn. Like, <laughs> 
Now he's got the world's most famous dick. <laughs> <laughs> he was a terrible UFC fighter. Now he's a terrible stand-up comedian. Boom! <laughs> the second you open your mouth, I'm like, here it goes. That's three good ones. I just today. made that one about two minutes ago. <laughs> I know it was like it, he was a brain surgeon, uh, but You're now right. he uh, he fucking he's now now he's, he's a boardwalk sketch artist. Now she's an OnlyFans for <laughs> fucking model. By the way, uh, Kira Batera, uh, who we talked to a couple times, she had an OnlyFans account. She uh, was sort of I don't know. I think maybe heading in the wrong direction. Uh, she's got a fight in Bellator. She she broke up with that guy. They're not making homemade porn or whatever they were doing and she's doing she's back to training she's fighting in bellator two weeks so happy for kira because uh man i didn't see that coming i thought they'd be together forever <laughs> uh, i know it's so weird with these relationships that broadcast their sex online don't work out uh it's <laughs> it, it really it really is it sounds like the recipe for success uh matt brown is fighting diego lima that should be a good fight Matt Brown is always an exciting fight. I think he like lives in the woods now and like doesn't have internet. He just fucking just like punches trees and raises his Don's next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can't see each other's houses from where you're at. That's how far out they are. There's a guy named Rogue Martinez who lost his last couple fights. Looked like he was completely out of shape. Um, but he's fighting again against Josh Parisen, who I think is more out of shape. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it. But Jesus. Uh, that shows you how thin the heavyweight division is, though. It's like not thin any, at all. Other, other, any other division, and they're like, dude, we ain't got time for this. For the heavyweight division, like, but you can still fight. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't use the word thin for these guys. Uh, it, it's the opposite. Yeah, no shit. So, yeah. Um, Angela Hill is fighting Tisha Torres. Um, Angela Hill came to my show. I love Angela Hill. So did Tisha. Both nice people. She talked, yeah. I, talked, I, I called her out because there was a time where – on the Ultimate Fighter, they were having a playing a game like who masturbates the most, and Angela Hill says she masturbates till her fingers get wrinkly. Um, that which, takes uh, a lot of juice. <laughs> you got for you get prune hands. Oh my <laughs> god! So she's a squirter. Yeah, and I, and she goes multiple times in a row. She just sits in it. Does she collect it in a bowl? Like I'm, I don't know this. <laughs> Have you ever had a girl, Don, that had their fingers get wrinkly? No. No. <laughs> I've had them cramp up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Don's butthole is not that wet. Uh, no. I, listen, no. I've had them until they got wrinkly, but they came that way because they were already over 65. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Angela Hill's grandparents got abducted by UFOs. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. Yeah, yeah. crazy, man. Really? No way. I didn't hear this. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They were like one of the first documented cases that's somewhat believable about a UFO abduction. I don't know. It, uh, Oof. It's weird because like their aliens were abducting them, and I have a feeling Don's down on the border abducting aliens at this point. So it oh. comes full circle. <laughs> uh, Michael Chiesa is fighting Vicente. I love it. I love it. You're like, nothing? Nothing from that? Okay. <laughs> And uh, it got signed to fight. Michael Chiesa is fighting Vicente Luque. Um, Sounds like a good fight. That's a good fight. Tough fight for Chiesa. I, I was going to say I like Luque in that one. But I'm going to root for Chiesa. I hope he wins. I really do. That'd be a, it'd be a big win for him. Uh, big win for Chiesa. Um, and then uh, what else we got? Anything else you just want to talk about? I got something. What's that? 
I got a letter uh, for a collection. Apparently, it's a long story, but apparently someone's trying to collect a bill. They say my dad owes, um, and they send it to my address, right? Like, and uh, I think it was for a power bill at a house I used to live in or something. I don't know, but there, it's $28. And so I called him back, and uh, I said, you're trying to contact the right person. And they said, well, we're going to have to get a hold of your father. Then you know how we can do that? And I was like, well, you would need to start with some candles and a Ouija board because he's dead. <laughs> so um, that would be the best way. I said, I told him next time I talked to him, I'd tell him to give him a call. But I don't know that he's worried about his credit score right now. So them idiots had the balls after telling that to call my mom's house and ask if my dad was dead. Uh, oh, my like, God. So uh, I got to call them after I get off this podcast. I may record it. Um, and uh, my response is going to be awesome because I don't know how that my mom was like, hey, do you know this company? They told her I gave them her number, which I did not. But they said, yeah, they said the, they wanted to verify that uh, your dad was dead and that you gave him the number. I was like, really? So that's going to be interesting. Dude, so, the day you can reach to a phone. I got it. <laughs> Okay, I don't think he's talking to us. Um, also, Saturday, Saturday night. Dad? Oh, no. <laughs> Saturday night, Anderson Silva boxes Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Um, and, then, and then Chavez Sr. is boxing Macho Camacho Jr. See, this is what happens when we legitimize the Paul brother bullshit by talking about it. Now we wind up with this circus act shit. Uh, who do you think wins, Sean? Uh, Chavez Jr. or Anderson Silva? Oh, uh, I got to say Anderson Silva. Believe it or not, Anderson Silva's had boxing matches before, man. Like, I know people think he hasn't, but he did box uh, professionally early in his career, and he didn't look too bad. There's one of them on YouTube. Uh, he looked pretty decent boxing. But I, I think the guy's fighting like – 150 or something. I don't know. So I think he, uh, I think Anderson Silva. Chavez Jr. fought like Canelo. He's really good. Wait, I thought it was his dad. No, no, no. That's Macho Camacho. No, Chavez Sr. is also fighting on the card against Macho Camacho Jr. Oh, I thought he was fighting Chavez Sr. Okay. Yeah. None of this makes sense. Last week, and I was like, wait, he's fighting the guy that was undefeated in the 80s? No, he's fighting Chavez Jr. He's fighting Chavez Sr. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen him fight. I don't know. He's this sounds good. like this sounds like two episodes from that old e young porno series. <laughs> <laughs> we got the young guy and the old guy, like an old other old guy versus the young guy. This makes no sense. This is so porno's getting, I, I I can't stand stepmom porn. Anything. I can't either. Stepmom, stepbro, pro, stepbrother shit. Like, is this the only thing that we know how to do anymore? Like, fuck, guys, it's not that interesting. And nobody buy. I don't believe it anyway. Just fucking let's go back to casting videos. Can we go back to that? Yeah, exactly. Greg likes to see real brothers have sex with each other. <laughs> None of this step shit. He wants the real thing. <laughs> Where's the reality? Don, I don't believe any of this. Don, what kind of porn do you watch, Don? Uh, animal. <laughs> God. All right, Greg, the, uh, yeah, don't get wrong. It's animal. all just, it's all just animal on animal. Uh, Greg, Fry. Greg Fry, yeah, I heard you were in a porn once, Greg Fry. What happened? I was in a porno. I was paid to fuck these. Well, it was two fat bitches, but it amounted to about nine bitches at the same time. I fucked every fold on their body. You haven't come till you come into somebody's side fat. <laughs> you got paid by the pound. <laughs> you got paid by the pound, Greg Fry? Yeah, paid, yeah, paid by the pound, that's right. Only because he was in England. It's a sumo culture. All right. Well, I think that's our podcast. Greg, what do you have coming up? 
This Saturday, I'll be at the Ha Ha Comedy Club, one of our home clubs here in Los Angeles, on Saturday nights. Uh, if you want to come, my showcase for my students is at 6 o'clock. Uh, DM me on the gram or on Facebook if you would like uh, free tickets to come and see my students perform, see the work that we do. Otherwise, then I'll be on the 8 o'clock and then hosting the 10 o'clock show. So I'll be there all night. Tickets for that. Go to hahacomedyclub.com. All right. Uh, oh, and then uh, wait, one last thing. And then next week, I'm back in El Paso, the El Paso comic strip. Coming home, baby. See the fam. 24th through 27th, catch me the El Paso comic strip. Sorry, go ahead. And then Don Fry, what do you got? Uh, Monday, I'll be in Austin, Texas, doing the Joe Rogan show. Yes. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they, they, they couldn't get Sean McCorkle, you know. Um, so they, <laughs> good. Good for you. I guess it was good for you Tuesday. to go to those fights. Uh, and Tuesday, I'll be traveling, so I won't be on the, your podcast Tuesday. Sorry. That's all right. Fucking love you, man. McCork, what do you got? Oh, I'll have an MRI next Tuesday also, so I won't be able to do it Tuesday either, so maybe we need to reschedule. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I got, I'm buying another $10,000 dog, so that'll be good um, to further my puppy right. mill that I'm working on. So. You know, you, you really have to do a separate money management and investment podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because the you choices mean you $30,000. Well, actually, I'm going to take advice for Greg. He's DMing students. So I don't know. The last guy I heard about that DM'd the students, it didn't turn out well for him. No, I, I'm not DMing this. You're DMing me to come to the showcase. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what they all say. He hey, DM'd by the way, can I give idea. a big fuck you to American Airlines? I've been on hold with them for four hours and 53 minutes so far. Oh, These cocksuckers, if you listen, if you have to fly, do not fly American. You got you to put your mask on, Greg. They won't answer exactly. the call unless you've got a mask on. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that is the problem. They can see through, the, through the, the camera phone. All right. This Thursday night, I'll be at the Long Beach Laugh Factory. Friday night, Grapes and Grains in Temecula, uh, as well as Happy Days in San Diego. Uh, next week, the 23rd, I'll be at Laughs in Sacramento, California. Uh, and then I'm going to be at the Stratosphere Hotel at the Strat, July 5th to the 9th. Um, in Las Vegas, and then the Laugh Factory Reno, July 22nd to the 25th. And then in Colorado, at Laugh Lines Comedy Club in Colorado Springs uh, on July 30th. Uh, thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Take care. See you, man. Fuck American Airlines.